Tonight, tonight, why not? He'll make you think. I think I'm going to break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And welcome on in. It is Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Glad you guys could be with me here on this Tuesday. All right. I feel good today. You guys know I've had a little bit of a cough, though. Not sick or anything, just a little bit of a cough. Got it on the vacation to Puerto Rico last week, and we've just kind of been going through. I feel a million times better with this cough than what I did a few days ago, and even what I did yesterday when I did the short show with you guys right here on the fan. But I got to let you know out of the gate, if I don't have as much punch to my voice, or if it feels like I'm a little bit more... I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna lay it all on the table. You guys know how that's how I do it. I lay it all out on the table. I'm going to leave nothing behind here. But if at times you're here, you're like, oh, wait, what happened to Jonathan? Where'd he go? Uh, that's where I went. I had to go ahead and turn my mic off, cough a little bit, and then get right back going, okay? So just wait. I got to lay out all the cards in the beginning. I'll probably remind you throughout the show. But if it's anything like Sunday, after the first, like, five minutes... We'll feel good. The voice will open up a little bit, and then we'll be going. It's weird. The, the whole talking on the radio thing is weird. I've, all, I've always thought it's a five-hour show, so it'd be really stupid to go in the back room and just kind of do like a 15-minute segment to get the voice going. It's kind of like, how, you know how pitchers in, in baseball, they'll, they'll you know throw bullpen sessions even though they're going to throw 100 pitches that day, and they have to like monitor how many pitches they throw. They'll still throw 10 pitches to get ready, to get themselves ready for the game. They'll long toss. They'll do whatever they have to do. Radio people are weird. We just kind of crack open the mic and go, and people are, I know you're listening in your car, and you're like, yeah, well, you're just talking. We don't talk typically the same way on air as we do in real life because you have to project a little bit more. If I talked in real life the way that I talk on the radio – well, people would think I'm borderline insane. I'd be walking down the street. It's just a higher level is all. It's basically the same, but it's at a higher level. It's me on if the, the volume on the control on the remote was jacked up to like 75 instead of like 55. It's just a little bit more exaggerated, a little bit more punch attached to it all. And you see, as I'm saying punch and I'm, I'm really elevating all this, the voice is starting to feel a little bit better, and we're getting going. So I'm happy to be with you guys. Thank you to uh, everyone that filled in last week, Spencer, everybody else that uh, had me while I was gone. I was just gone Monday, you know, Monday through Friday, quick vacation, because I got a bunch of different things coming up over the next couple weeks. I got a million CBS Sports Radio shows. I'm in for Ken and Anthony coming up all next week in the morning, so that'll be a little bit different, even though we do that every single holiday season. It'll be a little bit different. Got to wake up early every single day of that week and get that thing going. So it's going to be a lot of fluctuating within this own time slot and a lot of fluctuating in general. But I feel good today. Happy to be with you guys. The trip itself was really nice. I was giving myself all sorts of credit before we got underway. It turns out I don't have a gambling problem, which is very nice to find out as well. We got worried for a second, you know. You're, hey, we know how sports gambling is going these days. I do it a lot. I wondered. I was like, can I... I didn't know going to Puerto Rico that you couldn't do uh, like the on your phone gambling. I didn't know that. They have casinos. I assumed we were in the clear. Didn't know that. I went five days. Didn't even think about it twice. That's how you know we're good. That's how you know we're good. It felt good to know that we're good. And then we get right back up on that horse like the good Lord intended tonight. 
betting on John Morant to get himself back into form. And this is how we do things. But anyway, the trip itself was really nice. I played golf twice. Uh, and the first time I played golf, I'm seeing my buddy uh, Jeff over there at Golf Tech tomorrow. I'm going to tell him everything I'm going to tell you guys right now. It was interesting. It rains so much. And anybody that golfs knows when it rains, it, it, you really got to make sure you're striking the ball first, right? Ball first has got to be the mentality or else you're just chunking everything. And I got so worried about chunking shots. I was even, I was like, I had to pick everything clean right off the glass. And it was just, the first round was just an absolute bleep show. And, and it's the worst when you take your travel bags. And I, I take my golf clubs with me because I want to have my own golf clubs, right? It's too expensive to rent on the course. It's cheaper just to take them and, and use it as a, a checked-in bag, right? So I take my clubs, and you take them thousands of miles, and you take them all the way to Puerto Rico, and you lug, a, you lug them all the way uh, to the Airbnb, and you get everything all set up, and then time comes to play, and, and you just feel like such an idiot when you take your clubs so far, and you just suck so badly. And so I, with the first round, I was like, oh, no. If this is if I was only playing one round, I would have I would have cried, would have almost cried at the the idea that you took them that far, you you paid the price, you did everything attached to it all, you waited months months to be able to golf again, and you have a showing like that. But luckily we got a second round in, and the second round went much better, and I got a much better feel for the course and everything else attached to it. And then we played good, and we looked good, and we felt good, and everything else was nice, and that honestly made me really happy. So it was a nice trip. But I miss talking Browns with you guys, even though obviously I was back on Sunday for the pregame. We did the short show yesterday. We got the five-hour show today. We got Daryl Ryder, who I saw earlier today at the Christmas party that we had for, uh, or the holiday party we had for Odyssey. So I'm earlier today. At the time I saw him, he was fishing around for drink tickets. So I don't know what kind of Daryl we're going to get tonight, but I imagine it's going to be a really good one. Stay tuned on that. Now, he did say he was going to limit himself to make sure that he was a hundred percent fine for our hit. So I'm sure we're going to have a hundred percent fine Daryl Ryder, but I kind of encouraged him to maybe, I don't know, maybe keep going down that road a little bit further. See what happens. So Daryl Ryder will join us at 920. Miles Simmons, profootballtalk.com, local kid done good. He's going to join us coming up at 10, which means it's you, me, and Dupree. Okay. We got a lot of opportunity for you guys to get involved here. We got a lot of opportunity for you guys to get your voice heard tonight. And for the first couple hours, it is your dime, your dance for. Because I got a lot to unpack that I wasn't able to unpack last week. And I got a lot that I need to discuss. But where we're starting at 216474 to below 92 is the change from last week to this week and whether or not the Browns can beat anyone in the AFC. If I were to ask you guys last week, if I was here and the Browns beat anyone in the AFC, I would bet dollars to donuts the answer across the board would be no. We're not going down that road. Luckily for us, a lot has changed over this weekend. I think this is what fans are going to keep going back to. The idea that every, every team in the AFC should leave you with confidence that you can at worst, compete with them. At best, give them a beatdown. Any game you have against an AFC opponent should leave you with the confidence of Ernie McCracken at the foul line in Kingpin. That like, oh, I'm so scared. Where everyone in the building knows that you are, in fact, not scared at all. In recent years, it's been tough, right? In the Mahomes dynasty, and that's what this is. Five straight AFC title games, 
three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins. That might be the bare minimum requirement for a dynasty, but it is a dynasty. Usually I'm a three titles or more guy, but for football, we kind of have to change the criteria. Since football, it's just harder to have three-peats like it is in basketball or baseball. You get the Yankees from like 96 to 2000 or the Warriors, or the Warriors for instance. I mean, you have three-peats. Patriots, obviously, uh, Cowboys, there's all sorts of teams that have done it. 49ers, there are teams that have done it, that have won three in a stretch. But I'll, I'll settle on two for the Chiefs. I believe the Chiefs dynasty. That story is still being written. It's not authored, put out to publish, and then having Patrick Mahomes sign the inside of the cover as if it's looking back on good times and good memories. That one's not done. Not, not by any stretch of the measure. But the door being swung wide open in the AFC and it not being because Mahomes fell down a bunch of stairs or something more tragic happening and he just wasn't able to play football is astonishing to me. I fell down my stairs a few weeks ago. That's why I still have a problem with stairs right now. I'm like I, 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 I'm like a child learning it all over again. No trust in me knowing what I'm doing, and it's going to take months to get that trust back. I've got a steep set of stairs in my house, though. I, but once you fall once, you, you, it's going to take a year before I really get myself back up on that horse. But I'm not worried about the Chiefs as of right now. I'm really truthfully not. You gave me the Chiefs at Cleveland Brown Stadium tomorrow. I don't know what the Vegas line would be. But after watching the Chiefs play the Patriots this past weekend, I don't know how it would be anything short of maybe Chiefs by two. Two, maybe a field goal. And if they're generous, they give them the hook and make it three and a half. I, I, it would be way closer than what I think the general public would give them. And as of right now, if we're just taking Vegas aside because Vegas has to protect their betting costs, I would bet on the Browns over the Chiefs if they play tomorrow. Because the Chiefs offense can't get anything going. They're stuck in a mud. They, they just they don't know how to play. They are stuck in the mud. There, there's nothing that Chiefs offense can do to move the football right now. And I believe the Browns defense would make Patrick Mahomes look like they've made every quarterback we played this year an absolute puddle. Just nothing. So I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Ravens look good. We just beat them literally five weeks ago. What are we doing here? Sorry we can't play them every week, but the Browns beat the Ravens when they were on a four-game winning streak and were the absolute bell of the NFL ball. So don't give me any of that nonsense. Dolphins with Mike McDaniel, the vape god. Mike McDaniel, the lost character from Freaks and Geeks. He's in there somewhere. He's never got cast for that part. I mean, they're good, but you can beat Miami. They've played approximately three good teams this year thanks to a soft schedule. They've lost all three of those games. They can't beat good teams. They're the Ohio State football the Ryan Day era of NFL teams. Was that a low blow? Was that no? Oh, oh I got Michael Bohm. He nodded his head. He did that. <laughs> he did that. Uh, you know the meme of the NBA player who does that thing where he like contemplates it with his head and then is like, uh, "Yeah, okay, all right, maybe that's fair. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's right." <laughs> I think it's a little bit of a low blow. <laughs> maybe that's right though. Maybe that's they played three good teams all year. They had, they didn't beat any of them. They beat up on everybody else. They beat congratulations. You do what Ohio State does. You beat up on Northwestern and Purdue. Great congratulations. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Chiefs. Good job hanging forty five on the Commanders. Congratulations. Bills are scaring people right now because they may have found a run game, 
First time in the Josh Allen existence, we are talking about the Bills' run game. Think about that for a second. They're an 8-6 and six team. They have lost games to Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Russell Wilson. Please, save me on the idea that they have a wild run in them for right now. Question I ask you guys, 216-474-0092. On Twitter there, you can find me. I am at Peterwin. Can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC? Do you believe in your heart of hearts? that the Browns legitimately can take any team down in the AFC. It's where I currently stand. We're going to get into a whole debate about Flacco with Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. We're going to throw them all in one big melting pot. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour. Again, we got Daryl Ryder. we got Miles Simmons. we got a bunch to get to. But where I'm starting with you guys, can the Browns beat anyone, anyone in the AFC? Or are we getting a little too cocky here? It's overtime with Jonathan Beatlein here with you on The Fan. All right, the fan is looking for a winner. Enter the word Jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y, at 923thefan.com. By the end of our show, for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets, to see the Cleveland Charge December 29th at 7 p.m. at the Wallstein Center as they celebrate Margarita Night, presented by Nuevo, where they will take on the Indiana Mad Ants. And, of course, the first 1,000 fans are going to receive a bucket hat. Oh, I love a bucket hat. I love a bucket hat. You have until the end of this hour to enter to win, courtesy of the Cleveland Charge and 92.3 The Fan. remember going down to Catawba Island, and I, I took the ferry over there, and uh, I lost my, my Browns bucket hat that I had, and I was devastated. And then the Guardians gave out a bucket hat this last year, so I got a, I got a Jose Ramirez bucket hat. On the inside is just a bunch of Jose Ramirez heads. It's the most ridiculous bucket hat to ever exist, and I love it. I don't wear it anywhere because that would be insane of me. But next time I'm on a boat, I'm going to wear my J-Ram bucket hat, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Love a bucket hat. Maybe somebody from the charge can send me over one of these bucket hats. I'm not against just advocating that they do that. You guys know where to find me. I'm in the Halley building. Send it on over. I would I would 100% wear whatever bucket hat they want to give me. Now, if the, conversely, Indiana Mad Ants, you guys want to send me a bucket hat? I'm wearing that 10 times out of 10 as well. Mad Ants is a fantastic nickname. All right, 216-474-0092. What I'm asking you guys right now, though, can the Browns beat anyone, and I mean anyone, in the AFC? The difference from last week to this week, in my estimation, is another good game from Joe Flacco and more of a bolstered belief that this team, any given Sunday, can beat anybody. And it's not as if the, the, the Bears are some sort of world beater. They're not. They've been playing really good football as of late. Montez Sweat obviously makes a massive difference defensively. A healthy Justin Fields makes a massive difference offensively. I think, no disrespect to local guy Luke Getze, I still think their offense doesn't know what the hell it's doing. They have no identity offensively. Zero. They don't know what to do with Justin Fields, which is not a hard riddle to solve. Run the ball a ton, a lot of design runs, and then make sure you have them air it out every now and again. It's not like we're hardly splitting the atom with Justin Fields. But they can't figure it out. They're, they're, they're a mess in Chicago. Admittedly, they're an absolute mess in Chicago. But they've been playing better football. And I think the one thing you guys saw, whether it was not just the, the actual win this weekend, but everyone else around in the AFC, it just never become more clear. I'm not scared of anyone. I'm supposed to be scared of Kansas City. I watched them go in there against one of the worst Bill Belichick coach teams we've ever seen. And Belichick was hanging with him the entire way. The entire stretch, Bill Belichick was hanging with him. That offense for the Chiefs 
won't be able to move the ball at all against this Browns defense. Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to do it. Not when he's got no receivers. And he's got nobody that can actually catch the ball. Kadarius Toney, I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster by the time we get to the postseason. But Kadarius Toney, that's your guy? That's who you're going to go to at this point? MVS? No, thank you. They just had to put Sky Moore on the IR. Like, There's all sorts of problems happening offensively with Kansas City. It's, it's open. It's open. The Ravens are, by default, the best team in the AFC. It's not because the Dolphins came up and grabbed it. Because they're, they've lost to all three good teams they played this year. They're 0-3. The Bills, I've told you, they lost to Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Russell Wilson. All three of those quarterbacks that beat the Bills. Give me a break. 216-474-0092. The difference between the very top and what is going to be that seven-seed line in the AFC has never been thinner. And that's playing into the Browns' favor because we're obviously in that middle pack right there. Plays to our favor, no doubt about that. 216-474-0092. Nick and Parma going to lead us off here on the fan. What's up, Nick? What's up, guys? Um... I just got to say, like, wow, I haven't been this excited for the Browns in a while. It feels so good. Um, But, you know, um, I think they can definitely beat any team. I mean, you look at how they beat the 49ers with the third-string quarterback, and um, you look at how, if I were to tell someone they're 9-5 without Chubb, with a really banged-up line, without Watson, I mean, we're finding guys on offense that are filling the void. Um, and, and as far as the defense, I mean, they look better than they ever been. I mean, they look mm-hmm. like they're the definitely by far the best in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's fine if in the in the past couple of weeks, thank you, Nick, I appreciate you. It's fine if in the past couple of weeks we went from, I saw this written on one of the, uh, the gambling websites. Shout out to my uh, friends in the desert. It's like the Browns went from an historically great defense to just one of the best in the NFL. I'm like, that's not the insult that you think it is going from historically great 85 bears, 2000 Ravens to then being a best in the NFL category. Okay, fine. Remove the all time great tag from our name. That's okay. I'll live with that. We're the, one of the best defenses in the NFL and opposing quarterbacks have not been able to figure out any part of this defense at all. Every quarterback we've gone up against has struggled and, and struggled mightily. Every good quarterback you can think of has had a rough day. Gardner Minshew might be the lone exception to that list, and that's all we got there. I, I, I get every legitimate good quarterback that you can think of. The reason why, I mean, we've got wins against the 49ers, wins against the Ravens, wins against Jacksonville. We beat all these good teams that anybody would want to throw our direction. 216-474-0092. Joe and Ashtabula up next. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, JP? I'm glad you enjoyed your vacation. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. Well, uh... I think Joe Flacco answered all of our questions. I had questions about Deshaun Watson, and uh, Joe Flacco comes off his couch and throws up a better performance than probably we've seen from Deshaun this year. I had questions about the coaching staff coming into this year, and now I'm eating anything they bring to the barbecue because they're doing amazing. And the only question I still have left is about Andrew Berry because he put us in the position to have Joe Flacco answer all of our questions. Oh, you know, what's interesting about that, and thank you, Joe, I appreciate you. What's interesting to me about that is that you know, Joe Flacco did come out of left field, as far as I was concerned. 
We were talking all about quarterbacks, and please, please don't rewrite history on this one, guys. We talked a lot about all these other quarterbacks, and then Joe Flacco. When the the quarterback musical chairs stopped going, it was Joe Flacco that ended up there, and I, I was surprised. I was. Now, I, obviously, we ended up with the uh, the photo of him on the airplane, and so we had 24 hours notice to be like, hey, this is coming. So you mentally could prepare yourself for the idea of Joe Flacco, but when I first saw that 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 picture of him on the flight, six foot six, hunched down, trying to go through the. I mean, I, I have a hard time going through airplanes. I'm only six two. I have a hard time going up and down the aisles, right? But like, like he's just he's going through the aisles as if he is obviously not sprung for first class tickets. Which at some point we're gonna have to figure out why the Browns didn't give the man a first class ticket. He's sitting back in the cheap seats with myself. Incredibly. Incredibly odd scene. I remember seeing that picture and being like, huh, Joe Flacco? That's who they think they can get? And I told you guys consistently, consistently, I was a man without a country when it came to the quarterback and and who the quarterback uh, selection would be between uh, the three choices we had because I didn't know what Joe Flacco could do. I got to give Andrew Barry credit. He knew that Kevin Stefanski could get the most out of Joe Flacco when he's gotten the most out of Joe Flacco. 216-474-0092. Jim in Strongsville up next. What's up, Jim? Hey, listen. Hey, Johnny. How you doing? Good, good, good. What's listen, I go, dude, I go back to this. Listen, you brought up the question, is it Eric? No, listen. Can the Browns beat any team in the AFC? I believe that they can, and the resume shows that they can. They've, they've, it's not like they've gotten fat on a bunch of bad teams. They've played good teams and beat good teams. Mm-hmm. So can they? Yes, they can. I think there's a big difference between can and should. I think we need to differentiate between that because, look, if Browns can, does that mean they should be teams? See, that's where you get this cross-reference. I think the arrogance actually comes into play when you start talking about, like, well, should we sit, guys, and who do we want in the first? Listen, let's get to the playoffs before, you know, and I'll be honest to you, I hear that from a lot of fans. I hear from a lot of hosts, too. Like, well, who do we want? Should we rest, guys? Uh, let's write the Joe Flacco fairy t- Let's let Joe Flacco live the fairy tale first, then we can write the story. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I agree with you. But when I look at the, all these teams, all the warts on all these teams in the AFC have shown this year. Yes. There's no team out there without some warts on it. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. So, yeah, so it's wide open. I mean, look, if if they get to the Super, I'll worry about that when, when, when and if they get there. But when I just look at the AFC, I don't see any big, bad, scary team that the Browns can't stand the field with. So that's where I say, yeah, they can beat anybody on there. I got a couple so thoughts for you. Take. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate what? you as always. A couple thoughts for you here. Uh, one, if you if you don't like the conversation of should we rest our guys, should we not rest our guys? After the Texans game, maybe after the Jets game, I don't know that you want to be uh, – I don't know that you're going to have a fun time. I, I don't know because that's going to be the conversation. The conversation is going to be what do they do for that Bengals game. Yeah, assuming they get one. Now, they might. They might not end up getting either of them. But if we play with the assumption that they win one more game between Houston or New York – Sorry, friend. That's where the conversation's going to go. I think we all know that. But if we're going to separate the difference between can and should, if I said should the Browns beat anyone in the AFC, that is an entirely different question than can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC. If I said should, I think that's the difference here between the Browns and where we currently sit if you are a Chiefs fan or a Ravens fan. If I am doing radio in Kansas City, I was on uh, 610 Kansas City. Alex Gold, my buddy there, does the middays. He said, hey, JP, I know you're in town. 
come host the show with me today. I'm going to I'm going to kick uh what's his co-host name? I think it's Cody, right? I'm going to kick Cody out. I'm going to go ahead and have you sit in for a day. I said, "Okay, fine." You know what the conversation we wouldn't be having? We wouldn't be saying should the Chiefs beat anyone in the AFC? But Browns fans, we're not living with those same expectations. We're we're not. We we're living in a, a different world than what the Chiefs are, and that's okay, that's fine. You got to crawl to walk to run. I understand that. But it, but where we have a better side of enjoyment here is that if the Browns do end up in the postseason and wet the bed against the Jaguars, let's say, the sky won't be falling. It'll be handshakes, popping champagne, congratulations, like we just popped a big deal at work all around. We'll be talking like, great job, fantastic season, way to go. Because the expectations aren't, should the Browns beat everyone in the AFC? Should the Browns beat Kansas City? No, 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 no. We're almost playing with house money to a degree. Getting to the postseason the way the roster has been, completely ravaged by injuries, getting to the postseason the way this year has gone down, and the way that we're on our fourth quarterback, it's not what you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to be able to do that. You're not supposed to be able to do that. And that's why I think it's just a little bit different from the Browns' perspective. And I can sense that with you guys, too. I can sense the fact that you guys have expectations for this team, but you're also living with the fact that as long as we don't get absolutely dog-walked out there and just embarrassed, then you'll be, you'll be fine. You can live with the results. I think that comes for a couple of different reasons. One, because now you know that Kevin Stefanski is the head coach moving forward and you have more belief in him. And number two, Joe Flacco is not the quarterback until the end of time. You didn't sign Joe Flacco to a $230 million deal. You signed Deshaun Watson to a $230 million deal. So there's something there to that as well. 216474 to below 92. Mark in Cleveland up next. What's up, Mark? Hey, JP. Hey, um, I don't know. I, I just have to get this off my chest. So yeah, please do. You came so to the right place. Playing, we are playing great. I mean, it's a magic. I, I can't. I can't. I can't remember the time I've been so glued to the TV, watching watching us go down the stretch here. But I got to tell you, I'm worried. I don't know why. Why right, on me? Right? Why? What, what, what has you worried here, Mark? I'm going to be your therapist right now. What, what, what has you worried? I'm just afraid we're going to have a letdown. Does a letdown describe to me what a letdown to you is? That's what I'm curious because I I don't know that I can have a letdown in me. Only way we I, there's a letdown for me is if we lose the remaining three games and then we get blown out in the postseason game and the, the whole thing felt fraudulent. But I don't I don't get the vibe that that will happen. What's a, what's a letdown for you, Mark? I don't know. I guess just a lack of confidence that we can continue on. Lack of confidence we can continue on. Is that what you said? Yep, that's what I said. Yeah. I don't have anything. I don't have any facts that I can point to. Okay, maybe just the history. Maybe, maybe your, your history is just seeping in. Yeah, that's it. Just yeah, just I just hope that we can hold together. Coaching can hold together. Players can hold together. I think we're playing so well. We're playing better than if we had any, everybody in the lineup. But because we're just trying so hard and we're all pulling together just to make it work. I mean, it's a special season. So that, that that's all I got for you. I think you got to hang on to that. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you, man. You know, this isn't back when mediocrity was considered a steak dinner. This is a different time. And I, what I love about the idea is I'm not going to tell you to go ahead and release everything you've ever known about being a Browns fan, and this season is way different and all that. I'm not going to tell you that because that's not – it doesn't work that way. Sports fandom doesn't work that way. I know that. You guys know that. What I would say, though, is look at how many times you've seen games where we're supposed to be on the losing end of it and we're not this year. 
Can't that be enough of a sign that says maybe something's a little bit different? Maybe this team's a little bit different? But for me, if they go into that first round of the postseason, and even if they lose, I, I don't know. To me, the win, the win is getting to the postseason on your fourth quarterback. Maybe I'm playing with too much house money. We gotta we gotta dissect that. Two one six four seven four double oh ninety two. I want to hear from you guys though. Can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC if you're hanging, hang tight? Plus, what did John Greco say about the Browns' chances for a deep postseason run? You'll hear that and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterwin here with you on the fan. All righty, back in here on the fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterwin. All right, I want to play this clip for you guys. Question I have for you right now is can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC? I maintain right now they can. Now, obviously, we're can is different than should. I maintain that they can because we've seen them beat Jacksonville. We've seen them beat the 49ers. We've seen them beat the Ravens as recently as five weeks ago. Now, I thought that Jacksonville game was so important is because until that Jacksonville game, we hadn't seen Joe Flacco go in there and beat anybody of substance while wearing a Browns uniform. I needed to see that. I did. If they had lost the Jacksonville game and then won the Chicago game, I would have had to turn around and I would say, well, I don't know. Yeah, you can beat the Bears. Congratulations. Who can't beat the Bears? Oh, yeah. So you can you can take care of... Uh... No, I, I would have needed it. I needed to see it. I needed to see it beat a big dog team. Jacksonville's a big dog team. I know a lot of people are... They've come back down to earth on Trevor Lawrence and what's happening in Jacksonville. That is a legitimate top four team in the AFC. Now, I think that's more reflective on the idea that the AFC isn't God's gift to football right now. Not the way we thought it was coming into the season. But a lot has changed. Kansas City right now is very gettable. Dolphins, as I've mentioned 12 times today already, they've lost all three of the good teams that they played. They've had three good games. Three, three teams they've had to take care of. They've lost all three of them. I called them the Ohio State football Ryan Day era of NFL teams. They lost to the Bills, Eagles, and the Chiefs. And then you turn around and they're like, oh, great. Young 45 on the Commanders. Congratulations. We're real impressed. Hell, the Bills right now are the talk of the town. Bills have lost games this year to Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Russell Wilson. Give me a break. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, let, let James Cook cook. All right, great. It's a fun thing to say. And he had a really good game. Josh Allen threw for less than 100 yards. I, I'm, I'm happy that they have more than one way to win a game. It only took them five years in the Josh Allen era to find more than one way to skin a cat. But... Josh Allen threw for less than 100 yards. Like, let's stop ourselves before we just completely fawn over an 8-6 and six football team that still may not make the postseason. That's all I'm saying. The Browns could beat any one of these teams. The AFC is open, and I love that for this team. John Greco on the morning show. Now listen, John had a lot of making up to do because a couple weeks ago, John went on that morning show the same time he does every single week. And hopefully I can talk to John next week when I'm in for uh, fat and skinny there in the morning. Hopefully, I'm hoping. And John said that he wanted it to be DTR and not Joe Flacco. So I don't know. Maybe this is a boomerang effect to that, or maybe this is a uh, uh, he's just trying to overcompensate for having uh, – it was basically just a wrong take is all it is. And listen, I'll be the first one to stand in line and say, I have wrong takes. It happens. It's a thing. When you give enough takes – when you're a volume shooter, sometimes it's like Evo Knievel. You get paid for the attempt. It's okay. It's fine to be wrong. Uh, but John went hard in the paint here. Here we go. I think it's going to be Kansas City and the Browns. 
in the AFC Championship. Wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to call him crazy. I don't. I wouldn't bet my own money. I wouldn't bet your money on it. I wouldn't bet my own money on that being what happens. But the way the AFC is set up right now, I don't think it's an absurd take. I really don't. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. He might be the first one of the market with that take, but I don't think it's an absurd take as of right now. And who knows? Joe Flacco comes back down to earth, and then by the time we're at the Bengals game, we might be looking at this a little bit differently. But as of right now, as of today, not wild. That guy in Akron up next. What's up, that guy? Hey, how's it going? I'm good, man. How you been? Uh, you know, been all right. Uh, Greg, you've been quiet. You've got... been quiet lately. What's, what's been going on? <laughs> oh, nothing. Well, I mean, nothing really all that much. But uh, I did okay. get knocked out of one of my playoffs in one of my fantasy leagues. So I was like, oh, dang it. But. That's okay. I'm still in another one, and I'm still in. in that guy. When, when are you gonna grow one, up so. and be a real adult and just you know gamble, gamble like a real adult? Come on. <laughs> well, Kid in the sports well, apps like a real adult. Come on. on the line. What's that? <laughs> one of them does have money on the line. So. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. It's okay. I don't care yeah. what you do with your dinero or not. It doesn't matter to me. I I I'm so I I'm an anti fantasy football guy right now because for me I just I don't understand the appeal of gambling on fantasy football and waiting weeks to find out the results when I can do I can do the gambling right now. I can get this all figured out in a weekend. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I see that. I mean, I do sometimes use DraftKings, but I just well, I might, I, That guy, I might just be bitter because I don't win fantasy football often. Maybe <laughs> that's all that is. All right, what do you got for me tonight? Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I mean, I think, I think me and you are on the same page that we can beat every team in the AFC. Um, but, I ha- but I think the reason – is because of two things. Uh, one would be to, um, you know, keep playing good defensive ball. And then the other reason for us to be able to beat them would be to, like, not tr- turn over the ball so much. Like, that's, and, and I think if we, uh, if we fix the turnovers, I think that's going to give us a really good, good uh, opportunity and good chance to beat every team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. I'm that guy. I mean, who's that guy? I'm that guy. Oh, that was the most dispirited <laughs> ending to your phone. Fo- what? That was the all right. So for backstory and Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Job and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. That guy wanted to come up. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I told you guys I have a cough earlier today. I apologize. So you came up with a an ending to your phone call that you wanted to have. This was the debut. This is the first I heard your ending to it, and that was how you did it. That was no. Come on, if it's gonna stick, you got to do something like a. How does the end of it go? Give me, give it to me again. So it goes. Who's that guy? I'm that guy. No, yeah, you got to do something like a. All right, I think the Browns can beat anybody. Who's that guy? I'm that guy. <laughs> and I like, really get into it. That's the only way to sell it. Yeah. I mean, you sounded like somebody had, had you know kicked your puppy or something. You sounded like you were you were really upset there. It's not. Who's that uh, guy? It's, it's that a work guy. in progress. I'm still, I'm still trying to get, you know, get it all going right. here. So. Next time, I want some big <laughs> high energy for you. Okay, it's a big high energy. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. That would have been the time right there to, to, you know, to redeem himself and then do a who's that guy? I'm that guy in big Sp- James. You can give me a who's that guy? I'm that guy. I know you got one in you. JP, you don't want to do it. When it comes to being the hat aficionado, the flyest sports anchor in the state That's of Ohio, who's that guy? I'm that guy. That was good.
That was good. You had me in the first half. That was good. See, just got to do it like that. You can get anything coined on this. Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. We, we do anything on this show. We will, we will let you do anything as long as you make it good and fun. We have, have you heard our 10 o'clock hour ever? We have like 12 different people that call in with different monikers and different things that they do because it's okay. It's fine. But you got to show me the passion. You got to show me the energy. 216-474-0092. You bring the energy of the dead guy and it's not going to work. Sean and Dayton up next. What's up, Sean? Hey. Hey, Sean. Sean. from Dayton here. Hey, what's up, Sean and Dayton? <laughs> How's it going? Hey. hey, man, am I on the air? You're on the air. You're live and on the air. Hey, um, one of the guys right. just mentioned, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about a letdown, and I, I got all 40 years of brown scars in me, and I think mm-hmm. this year has been incredible. But the letdown I'm thinking about, which I think is realistic, is um, – we go, we go. Uh, you know, we we we've stunk on the road this year. So we lose this week on the road. We kick the Jets' butt, and then we lose in Cincinnati. And I'm going to hear it from all my Cincinnati friends. We go ten and seven, and we don't make the playoffs. That's the letdown I'm envisioning. Which uh, I would love to hear your reaction to that, because that's realistic with all these teams bunched up in the wild card, and they're all playing well right now. So, so I, I was checking it earlier, and thank you, Sean. I appreciate you, man. I was checking it earlier. If we win one of the Texans or the Jets games, we have like a 99% chance of making the postseason. So, yeah, you're right. That would be a kick in the nards if we all of a sudden got that 1% chance of happening where we won the, the game we needed to win between the Texans or the Jets, and then we didn't have our way in. I mean, I might personally go down to NBC and uh, tell Kornacki, what I think about him and those khaki pants of his personally, if we don't end up in. It's not Kornacki's fault. I don't want to blame Kornacki. But it, it, it would be a 99% chance. We are basically all but in with a win against the Texans or the Jets. That's why I told Jim earlier, Jim and Strong's why I said, if you don't like the conversation about whether or not we're going to arrest guys against the Bengals, it's coming. Like a train down the tracks. If we win one of the one of the games, Texans or the Jets, that's where the conversation's headed. I hate to put it that way, but it's true. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC? Is the question I have for you guys right now. Will and Medina up next on the fan. What's up, Will? Hey, what's going on, man? I uh, I gotta say, uh, three or four weeks ago, I'd have been happy if they just made the playoffs. But at, at this point, I feel like my expectations have been risen so high. Like I'd be disappointed if they didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh and, wow! And, yeah, and when you have a defense like this, I think any team is beatable, right? Because Who's to say they what are. game Miles Garrett's going to go off for four sacks or Denzel's going to pick six? Or, or That's the benefit of having a defense is this like high fly, go, go, go. I mean, any play could happen at any time and change the tie of the game, which I think is why like even down 20 to 7, 17 to 7, you never really feel out of it, especially now when you have a quarterback that can throw a 20-yard out pass. They can go for 50, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's kind of the point I want to I want to harp on too. And thank you, I appreciate you, man. Like that's that's kind of the point, right? With this team, you can't beat anybody. I don't know. Maybe it's because we watched Joe Flacco do it in his Super Bowl run, where Joe Flacco was very meh all season long, and then got in the postseason and was the best quarterback in the league by far. So we know Joe Flacco has it in him in the postseason to go on one of these runs. The run that he's kind of on right now, but at at an exaggerated pace. We know he can do that. We know the Browns at any given point with our defense and everything else we have stacked up against uh, with us, they can we we can do it. We can beat any team at any given point. I think you guys all know that. 
I got a lot of confidence right now. I got a lot of confidence right now. I just don't see a way. Not that it fails. I can find that roadmap, but I can't find the roadmap to where there's a massive letdown and the fans think, oh, shucks, what was it all worth? Because when you're on your fourth quarterback and you're on a, a slew of injuries, backup offensive linemen like you wouldn't believe, all sorts of different injuries to the defensive side of the ball, feel like we're playing a little bit with house money here. Two one six four seven four to below 92. But let me ask you guys. Can the Browns beat anyone in the AFC? We'll continue on with this. What did Brian Baldinger have to say about that question as well? And then we'll also get into a conversation I want to have about Kevin Stefanski and what Kevin Stefanski and Joe Flacco can tell you about Deshaun Watson. That and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Beaton here with you on The Fan.